This is Brian Potter and I am a Shelly Spears and welcome to the Space of Grace podcast. This podcast is for everyday people like us, regardless of sex, age, and background. To make room for people to encounter God's grace throughout their lives. So come into our space where we welcome real conversations. Hey everyone, my name is Briah Potter. And I'm Ashelly Spears, and welcome to Space of Grace Podcast. Woo woo! <laughs> so today, guys, we have Sheree Thomas with us as a special guest, and she is a motivator and a certified personal trainer. And she holds her clients accountable for the implied and explicit goals they have. Her mm-hmm. fitness foundation was built through boxing as a young adult and only developed through her military experience. She naturally became accustomed to group fitness and specialized in boot camp style exercises that build physical and mental strength. She is certified in Pilates and power yoga. She is completely committed to seeing people not only healthy, but whole. So everyone with us on today, welcome Sheree. Hello guys. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. We are so thankful to have you on with us today, and it's a blessing and honor that you have joined us. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited. I love you guys, so I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> yes, so we'd love for you to kind of dive deep and share with us what you desire for our viewers to know about you. I know I gave an intro, but we always love our guests to share from their heart about themselves. Okay, well, of course, uh, fitness is key, um, but I want to probably talk about the mental journey to even become a motivator. Um, I think that that's like one thing that people don't really tell you um, is that as you transform in any arena, whether it's fitness or faith, that your mental game has to has to be transformed literally from top to bottom. And I believe it started first what I believed about myself and then what I believed was possible. Um, Just being persistent with my relationship with God. And I promise you, as my relationship strengthened with God, I found myself um, more authentic and more organic in what my calling was when it comes to fitness and even ministry. I think that that relationship gave me courage to even open my mouth and and encourage others or even have that, um, have the heart of the father when it comes to caring for anybody, because I feel like whether you're a personal trainer or a doctor or a nurse, you have to have that heart first. So I think that mentally changing your thought pattern is just the start of just a whole new world that you wouldn't even experience, um, unless you were open to changing your thoughts about yourself and even your environment. So I think, I think we can start there. (laughs) Um, I probably got into fitness starting a little bit younger in high school. I did, um, Mm -hmm. boxing, um, from Naperville, Illinois. I was born in Columbus, Georgia. Um, I'm an army brat. So my dad was in the military and I actually moved uh, to Naperville, um, shortly after he was stationed in Germany. So I spent a lot of time from the country to the suburbs. So I always kind of stood out. Um, I was always the new kid. Um, And I really kind of was drawn to fitness because that was the only time where I could quietly personally challenge myself. The mental conversation, whether I was in the gym or um, at the pool was kind of like, can you do it? And then the next question is, well, are you going to do it? Mm. So that's kind of always that. (laughs) Like, that's always my question. No matter what crazy things I do, I'm just like, all right, um, can you do it? And then if it's a back and forth and then it's, are you going to do it? So even 
Um, me being in high school and doing something that was out of the norm with boxing, I was like, well, can I do it? And then will I do it? And then once I started doing it, I realized that it was it was challenging, but it was also um, a community that I enjoyed, men and women. It was a co-ed team. So I really enjoyed the bonds that I made there. Um, yeah, so just for me, like, those were kind of like my questions just kind of like growing up in high school. And then um, once I graduated with high school, um, to be honest, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. Um, I went to a community college and I was just like, you know, let me just, you know, use my, you know, student loan stuff, my Pell Grant that my father left me when he passed away. I was like, well, let me just go to school, take a few classes and I'll figure it out. And I wanted to go to school uh, for pre-med. So I was taking like basic classes in uh, community college. And I was just like, "Ah, this is not going anywhere. I was making very bad decisions at the time. I'm going to be transparent. I was a bartender, um, just dead in relationships, just kind of like, just like, I literally felt like I was coasting and floating like pretty much through life, just, and just doing whatever was comfortable or convenient. And at that time I was helping my mom, uh, you know, balance life with my brothers and sisters who I have two younger uh, brother and sister who are right under me. So just kind of just filling in the gap. I've always been like a bridge. So I've always just did what I had to do to survive. So survival mode was pretty much how I kind of got through like my early twenties until I turned 23 and joined the military. What a powerful journey, you know? I know. And especially just kind of like being in, um, like, I definitely can just relate to like, just kind of feeling like you're going through the motions, um, you know, yes. especially after something um, so impactful about, you know, your one of your parents passing away and you're just like, okay, I'm here. Yeah. And I think so much identity and because of my my father passed. Um, well, he passed when I was 12, but that same year I got saved and filled with the Holy ghost at the same time when I was 12. So I didn't, I didn't process everything that happened until I got older. So a lot of times like between 12, 13, 14, 15, all of that, I never told anybody that my dad died. Wow. Wow. Because of course I live in the suburbs and everybody has both their parents. So in my mind, I don't want to be that person that kind of breaks you know, breaks the conversation with that or starts this conversation with that. Or when people are doing mother's father day or daughter dances, I never like, to be honest, I never really told anybody until I got like a little bit older. Like after I graduated high school, then I shared that with some people. If they, if the conversation came about. Um, wow. What pressure. Jeez. A lot of pressure. <laughs> and I, I guess people don't think that, but I'm just like in the suburbs, you're like, everyone has their parents. Like everyone is like living this like Pleasantville type of life. So I was just like, yeah. I'm not going to be the one to break this up and I'm just going to keep it going. So honestly, I really never mentioned it. So powerful, your journey. Thank you for sharing and being vulnerable enough to share and be transparent. And I definitely can relate to uh, just kind of like being in the suburbs and not wanting to be um, a Debbie Downer because I lived in this, I went to school in the suburbs but I lived in the city. Oh, wow. Okay. So you got the best of both worlds. Um, okay. Something like that. Exactly. <laughs> and um, commuting from the city to the suburbs. And I had a, um, I have a single parent, single parent, my mama. And yeah, I can definitely relate where you do see the father daughter dances and um, just two parent households family tag teaming like things on like perspective seems better than you know your situation and 
um, I guess I'm just kind of feeling for all the listeners out there who are like, oh my gosh, you know, this is my life. This is my story. Um, You know, how much strength and beauty is in you that you were, you know, you're still able to keep going. You know, we're still able to kind of just um, make it through that hump because sometimes it's just, you got to really focus on your your story, mm, your life, so good. Um, and not get so caught up in that comparison trap. Because if not, like you were saying, you know, you were like, I, I just don't even want to open that door. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I mean, um, I joined when I was 23. 20- 23 but I held I held kind of like a lot of animosity towards like my dad because the way my dad passed uh passed away and it was a um it was a suicide so for me I I built I built up so much anger towards him like how could you like one he was like the love of my life my best friend like everything I've ever known like you know what I'm saying so he was like my like my person to go to I would visit him we'd hang out every summer and I just built up so much anger. Like, how could my best friend leave me? And if you had a choice to live, why would you not choose to be with me? And I really manifested it as why don't you want to be with me? Mm -hmm. So the door of rejection Mm -hmm. opened up so wide and it was unfillable. Like that gap was unfillable until I met a young man um, right before I left the Navy. I met a young man whose dad also passed away from suicide and he was like, and I mean, we were in a relationship for about two years and he just asked me a question one day. He was like, why are you so mad? And I was like, well, because my dad left. And he's like, you know, my dad left too. And I was like, I understand that. He's like, he's like, but all you have to do is forgive him. Mm-hmm. And that never popped into my mind. Forgiveness was never anything that I heard about in church. It was nothing that school made me participate in. Wow. Forgiveness, when I did that, when I say every chain of anger, rage, I mean, it literally fell off in that very moment when I just said, I forgive you. like, And just took that false burden off my shoulders at like 23 years old. And literally another chapter of my door opened into military life at 23. Wow. Wow. And I was so free and I felt so empowered. I felt so light because it was just like, I didn't realize how heavy that was to hold anger, especially as a woman. And then even as a black woman, you know what I'm saying? Like people don't necessarily know the story before they cap you off as being, you know, the angry black woman, but black and angry. Yeah. Yeah. But, and I, and I looked at that and I said, and when I got into the military, I met a lot of people with very different stories And then I started to look at it as no matter what, I don't have the right to be angry. I don't have the right not to succeed because of what's happened. I don't have the right to be stagnant in my progress because everyone has a story and I dare not use my my life history and situations as a crutch to not be great. If anything, that's, I'm going to make it a step. Amen. I'm good. And that's what I did for the military. And I mean, I just soared and I joined the Navy at 23. I did it for four years. Um, I was a bosun mate. So that's just like a small boat driver. So I drove a few different types of vessels when I was in the Navy, but mostly small boats. I never went on it like a gigantic ship that you see on the commercials, but I was on a like, you know, small boats. I started in Maryland. I did my first deployment in Jackson. Um, yeah, um, it was just a really, really cool experience for me, uh, just traveling, seeing the world at such a young age, but then also, um, being in a male dominant field. Must have been challenging. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I encountered men who never 
had to work with women. I met men who never met a black woman in person. Wow. So I had so I had Yes, who was you with? (laughs) Exactly. And I mean a lot of people don't realize it, but I think what was it, two thousand twelve? I was on a destroyer that just went um unisex so for a long time there's actual still i mean they're not too many anymore but there's like frigates that are smaller ships that are male only because the living space is so small that they could only fit one they can only fit one sex on board because it, the quarters are so small so uh the first ship i was ever on the crew was 290 like 290 people and there were only 44 women out of that 290 wow wow, wow. But women, if we are, (laughs) I'm sure them 44 men in. (laughs) Sure did. And and 20, and I think 25 or 30 of us lived in the same birthing space. Oh my goodness. So then not usually doing like never going through sisterhood and going through that, then having to live with so many females in such a small space with like two showers, two toilets. It was insane. (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was insane like it was really insane but it was such a a growing process because I didn't there were so many personalities there were so many spirits there was so much different type of energy that people brought throughout the day and you're stuck in a space so you have to deal with it and then that's the moment where I almost felt like I was 12 again because I drew so much closer to God because I'm just like, I have to go inward because there is nothing that I want on the outside. There's nothing that was feeding my soul on the outside in this day-to-day life is pretty much do what you're told. So I'm like, I'm seeking more guidance and more self-development. And that's when I was able to like, just get into my word, meditate on the word of God and just like focus on what I wanted my future to be. Because I mean, that experience let me know that I don't want to be in this position in the military. I don't want to, I mean, there's almost, I don't want to call it a grunt of the litter, but that's pretty much like what my job was. And I realized that I was like, I don't want to be here. Like what, I know what I don't want to do now. Mm -hmm. I know how I don't want to treat people. I know how I don't want to lead or be led in those, like in those years. Yeah. Such powerful insight and part of your journey. Yeah, I know that was, that was, if that was a chapter book, that chapter would be called, I don't even know, like, uh, write that book. (laughs) I have no idea, but I mean, it was such a shaping point because I did stand up for people, you know what I'm saying? Younger uh, sailors. I did, you know, get into conversations with people based on what I believed and what I stood for. Like there were so many moments of just leadership being birthed and in that time I was even able to help people in the fitness realm because I mean, in the military, if you don't pass your fitness test, you get separated. So I easily took on that chore of being that trainer on the boat that would help sailors after I get done with my 16 or 17 hour shift to be like, hey, we can work out a little bit or, you know, I can give you some tips to help you work out. And I even loved fitness more. And that's when I made up my mind. I was like, when I get out, I'm going to teach fitness. I'm going to be a personal trainer. And I even wrote it down on a sheet of paper and just kept it like with me all the time. Like, this is what I'm going to do when I get out. I love that. And, um, I just wanted to also just kind of comment on um, just something that you said previously of just how other people were affecting you. And I just wanted to, you know, share with our listeners that sometimes I feel like, you know, other people's stuff, problems, issues, um, even what they're going on internally can definitely affect us 
um, externally. I just feel like, you know, like you were saying, like their spirits, they're just loads that they carry sometimes can definitely spill on us. And um, sometimes, you know, if you're like, oh, man, I don't know what's going on. I'm unmotivated lately. Um, sometimes you may need to, you know, first check the the people who are around you, like who is around you, is around you? Um, you know, who's your community um, of people who's pouring into you, um, yes. or you just, you know, kind of pick it up. So I just, I just love what, um, what you said. And um, it sounds like um, that definitely leads to our next question of just how, or just why health and fitness, you know, is so important to you. Um, well, um, you know what? I like, I realized that I really didn't have control of my life in the military. When I woke up, it was on someone else's time. When I go to sleep, it's on someone else's time. Like I really didn't have control of my day, but I did have control of what I did with my time. And I realized that I had to make like some type of investment in myself, no matter what shape or form it was. So I chose to eat a certain way. Um, when my friends would ask me, Hey, what do you want me to ship you? And I'm like, uh, you know, just ship, ship me tuna and like other stuff that I could make like really quick. Um, I stopped eating dairy because the milk wasn't real on the ship. So like, there was like certain changes that I did <laughs> and like, you know, having people send me like me ordering vitamins because I just wanted to get more into my fitness because I just saw that I was not in control of anything but me, wow. what I thought, how I look, how I present myself. That's all you can be in control of. To me, that's that's a statement that is powerful, but I think it's so much deeper. I think that's where you're going is at the end of the day, we are only in control of ourselves to a certain extent. Yes. You know, and being yeah. believers, we know our control center is Jesus. Mm-hmm. I had to have that wake up call last night with God. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm in control. Like I need to be in the driver's seat. But I think it's key when you said we do have the power yeah. to have a a life that is of influence that. Um, it's impactful that bears fruit and yeah. you, you know, there's times in our life. I, could, I I think I can really speak for all of us is we all may struggle different seasons yeah. in our life, but, and you know, it's just so important to take back control that you may have lost, yeah. um, yes. willing to be diligent in how we live our lives. Um, yes. you're like, you know what? I don't have control in other areas, but myself, I'm going to get myself right. I'm going to focus in on myself and yeah. build myself up. Yeah. And I believe that's what God desires for us. He wants us to be built up. Yeah. Yeah. The issue is when people build themselves up by themselves because that is faulty. Um, there's no foundation to that, but sand, quicksand. And so yeah. I just put on my heart heavy, like in this season, I need you to be built up in me fully. All of that that you may have that you've been holding on to that is no good, you need to get rid of it. So just going back to your testimony, your powerful testimony of I had to get myself right and I desire to do it through taking control of my life in regards to fitness and health wow. and seeing the beauty in that now. So, so, so powerful, Sheree. Yeah. Thank you. No worries. And I mean, for for me, like even the scriptures that I meditated on had a lot to do with the physical because I realized um, that like vessel, like that's one thing that always um, stuck in my mind. I'm, I'm a vessel. I'm a vessel. Well, what kind of vessel are you? I'm a temple. My body's a temple. Well, what kind of temple are you? Are you a storefront or a cathedral? How do you want your body to look? How do you, you know what I'm saying? Like, and even in the scripture, I'm just going to throw a few out, but even first Corinthians 15 and 44, it says it is sown a natural body. And then the spiritual body, if there is a natural body, there's also a spiritual body. So you have to know that sickness and disease manifest 
But a lot of times your natural body, whatever you're not taking care of, it'll get to the point where it'll tap into your spirit. Mm, yeah. So how you eat, how you sleep, if you're not, if you go three days without sleeping, your spirit man ain't going to be as strong as you think it is. Right. Wow. So right. good. Your physical and spiritual are connected. You can't tell me that you're connected and you're, and you're loving your body and you're respecting your body if you're putting trash in it or if you're not making a daily deposit to stretch or just wake up because how can you go on those mission trips? How can you speak to an audience? Because a lot of times how we carry ourselves and how we present ourselves will almost be a catalyst or it will block people hearing what you have to say. Yeah. And I know it sounds very, um, it might sound vain, but the truth is a lot of times people are looking for a role model. Mm. People are visual people if you're not blind. And a lot of times if you're healthy and you're taking care of yourself, it raises people's eyes. And then if the content that you're talking about is piercing them as well, you've enticed them in more ways than once, not by your words, but actually how you present yourself. Like we are a package. Yeah. So I always tell people, I'm like, you know, being a part of a church is like being a part of a gym. Like so, people will take you seriously. And you know what I'm saying? Like if you're actually at a gym, if you've been there, if you've gone through the process. So a lot of times faith and fitness to me go hand in hand. And even first Corinthians six twenty says for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. What does that mean for me? I take it literally. I take it spiritually. Um, I tell metaphorically, like wow. I literally make sure that what I'm doing with my body is, is, is like literally glorifying God. And my mission in the fitness industry is how can the kingdom be revealed yeah. through what I'm doing through movement? How, how do you, how do you feel the healing, the wholeness of God? And yes, we can lay hands on the sick, but we can also do preventive healing, which is exercising, which is eating right. So we got to get out of the box. And before I have to lay hands on you, because I will, yeah. but I'd rather you follow me now. I'd rather you follow me yeah. now. <laughs> Amen. You know, you know, use your faith for something else. Like, let's use our faith for something else. I mean, sickness, it doesn't have to be. And I understand certain conditions and things like that. But it all starts with how you take care of your body. And sometimes it's hereditary. Sometimes it's generational. But God has power for that, too. He died for that, too. I love that. So, so I definitely put those two together, faith and fitness and things that we can't physically conquer. We will in prayer. Yeah, no, that's good. That is so good. So I love to ask this question, you know, for our, our guests, because I think it just gives so much insight to our listeners. What areas in your life have you had to offer grace, especially in your business and your ministry of, you know, putting faith and fitness together? How have you had to offer yourself mm -hmm. grace? Um, so, um, perf performance, um, perfection are two things that I've struggled with coming from a military background, because if you pretty much, if you look like you're doing well, you're doing well. If you look like you're okay, you're okay. So I've always put up the facade of everything is perfect and push myself to human perfection, not knowing that spiritual perfection is maturity. Oh, Girl, girl, <laughs> preach. <laughs> so with that being said, I had to give myself grace and stop performing because that's not how God works. He's not looking at a checklist of making sure, did she pray today? Did she fast this week? Did she, you know, God is not hovering over me like that. 
but I was hovering over myself like that. I was a crazy person waking up at 4.30, pray, meditation, go to the gym, come home, cook breakfast, and be at school at eight o'clock. And it got to a point where, you know, things were very like mediocre and I'm like, ah, you know, I'm doing everything perfect. Why aren't you blessing me? And that's, <laughs> and that's where everything kind of fell apart. Cause then I'm just like, well, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing with, you know, like why? And it's not about perfection. Even if I get my body to the maximum that it could possibly be, that's not what it's about. It's about being whole. And I started to see the cracks in my emotions and the cracks in my, um, in my heart because physically I was top uh, to, as good as I can be but something was lacking and it was wholeness it was healing my emotions healing my past those things that I couldn't see but they were weighing on me mentally which made me feel like I wasn't enough so then I literally had to give grace to myself I'm like sure like ease up if you want to if you want to sleep in today sleep in if you want to miss the gym or if you want to switch it up and do something else do something else and even how I approach my father, like building a father-daughter relationship with him is just like, okay, Shrey, if you don't fast, he's not going to kill you. Like, you know, things are not going to go crazy if you don't do this. And just trying to to enjoy what grace looks like and not be so, I guess, tr- trying so hard, I guess. I, I know it, it kind of sounds weird when I say it, but trying so hard to please him when all I need to do is is live and honor him. All I need to do is live with honor, with integrity. Those are the things that he recognizes. Love, like I can't even flow prophetically if I don't have enough love in my heart. So there's certain things in my, like I just have to give great. I just had to literally let go of all the reins and just say, live like a child and just love your father. Like it just had to get back to like the basics, like the such like fundamental of you know, father, I love you. Good morning. And just trying to build this natural relationship instead of, instead of, Hey, if he, if I, if something goes wrong, I know I did something wrong. I think that is so powerful. And you are speaking to me because I dealt way early on in my relationship with God legalism. Yes. Trouble for me, girl. Yes. I tell you because, you know, be believing that I had to perform yeah. and be yeah. a certain way and act a certain way and do things to gain God's love, knowing that he loved me, but I felt like I had to, you know, fast or, and, and, and fasting is good. And I do that because it's a biblical principle and it's good to train your flesh, but also to draw you close to God. So no, Sheree, I truly agree with everything you're sharing, but I just, I, it hit home for me because like I was sharing, it really was difficult for me to let go of what I thought God wanted from me. And so yes, fasting is important. Um, it's a biblical principle that we should follow to train our flesh and to build us up and draw us closer to God and to kind of just get away from the distractions of life in this world. But God was like, I don't need you to have to fast every week. Mm-hmm. I don't need you to have to spend five, six hours a day with me. That is not <laughs> what I'm calling. I just want a relationship. <laughs> I just want you. But I was doing those things, thinking yeah. that, oh, that made me a better Christian. Oh, that made me better. Ooh. And it's like, no. And so years have passed from that. But I still have remnants of that legalism yeah, that yeah. I struggle with. But God is so good because he's really allowed me, yeah. not only for this podcast, which is just crazy, but also just in life recently a lot, offering grace, grace, grace towards myself, mm-hmm. towards those that I love, mm-hmm. towards, those, to, towards those who have hurt me. Yeah. And it's just powerful seeing what grace can do and, and, and really seeing God for who he truly is. 
not what I've made him up to be, not what the Christian community has made him up to be, mm. not what the world has made him up to be, but really what he truly is. And that is a guy who just wants our hearts. He wants us. So that's like 10 minutes in the car on our way to work and back from work, yeah. just sharing with him our heart and doing that with our entire being. That's what he wants. Now, of course, he wants us to spend that time with him and, and give him devotion. Yeah. But start where you are at. If you yeah. can only do five, 10 minutes, do that. If you can go 30 minutes, great. But you're not better than the person who can do just five. Yes. There, you're not because <laughs> at the end of the day, it is what you can share in your heart. Are you giving him your entire being? Because the mm. scripture says, love me with all your heart, soul, and mind. Yes. First, then love yourself and then love others because you now know how to love. Right. So, wow. So, so good. And you just touched me. And yeah. I hope that our listeners are encouraged and are able to really realize who God is and that he just wants our hearts. He just wants us to be in deep communion with him because from that we can grow from that we are built up and from that we are able to be fulfilled in, in, in the purpose that he has for our lives. So thank you for, for sharing. You're welcome. I mean, even to go a little bit deeper with that, because I was living a graceless life, being a perfectionist and being so rigid, I realized that I was yeah. taking away from God's authenticity authenticity that he placed in me. So I have a, a sector of people that I'm supposed to be to. I am a, I have my tribe that I'm supposed to speak to. There's a, a region of people who will hear my voice clearly. But when I start to alter what the creator is doing by putting things that shouldn't be, I start to contaminate myself with traces of other things that are not him. So, so if I'm not living a graceful life towards myself, you know, my dating life is in shambles. You know, I'm the hardest personal trainer on the block because I don't have grace for myself. And if I can do it, you can do it. That's not the attitude because God did not, he made us with the same amount of love, but we're all very unique. Amen. And I, you got to leave grace for that too. So that's that grace thing just continued to roll into other areas of my life from me giving grace to myself and then giving grace to people to be human. Mm, and not be ready to write people off when they say one wrong thing in a conversation like who am i so pressing so hard so judgmental and it's just like that's not god that is so good and i've struggled with that Mm. you know know, for me it comes from just the rejection i faced in the past and then trying to protect myself so writing people off the moment i'm like nope that ain't right but no god's like no offer grace and in wisdom god will tell you who you are supposed to allow entertain in your life but just being open to just don't judge a book by its cover. That's that's so true. Get to know someone and then, you know, basically not judge who they are, yeah. but you can judge their fruit. And we are in the in the scriptures, we are able to judge by their fruit. Yeah. We are not doing judging at the end of the day. God knows their hearts, we do not, but we can allow ourselves to walk in wisdom um by just how people live, what their life look, what does their life look like? What is the yes. fruit? That is the evidence, you know, um, but at the end of the day, God knows his hearts, but that is just so, so good. Yeah. You're welcome. You, um, both were talking. I was thinking about how, um, I used to, um, I used to see my two mentors, um, and they helped me through something called inner healing, right? Basically like therapy one-on-one, um, or five, like 2.0. <laughs> that's what, it, that's what it felt like. And um, they introduced me to a concept called performance orientation, Mm. how that just kind of you based um, almost like you put your value in how you performed 
And it's like you received your worth from other people's affirmations. Yep. And we, and it, and how it looked like, at least, you know, in my life was, I just wanted to make sure that, um, you know, am I doing this right? Am I doing this right? Am I doing this? You know, it's at work. I gotta be 100. Absolutely. Don't be slacking at work, but (laughs) excellent. Um, but in a way it was just like unhealthy, unrealistic, like, why am I up at 2 a.m. in the morning and doing notes and I could just finish this, you know, at work? Why um, am I people pleasing, you know, at this moment? Why do I want this person's love, this person's um, approval, um, even in the little things? And um, and it wasn't until, you know, I spoke with them that they're like, Shelly, you are you know, displaying performance orientation, like you're just basing your worth and your value off of what you do and what people say about you. And how common, I feel like, do we do that because Mm, of the void that we have um, in our own lives? Kind of how, you know, Brian was just sharing, like sometimes it's those those holes um, that were dug in from um inner from that rejection um from that abandonment from anything like some people I feel like call it daddy oh you got daddy issues but I was like no you probably got friend issues you got mama issues you got granny issues <laughs> like you, yeah. you just got um people we got issues that sometimes we don't realize how when we have our unresolved issues how it just bleeds over and everything it really does. And what I've seen um, through my fitness journey and uh, training others is that it manifests itself uh, usually through people's body, the way they uh, look at themselves, their self-esteem. But there's been a lot of times where I used to say it as a joke for some of my clients that I had when I first started training. Um they would work out with me and then, you know, I would leave and then, you know, they would live however they want to live. And then I come back and I could tell the difference. And I'm just like, you're not going to put my name on our work if you're not going to do what you need to do when I'm not around. Mm, So it's not only doing what I say, but also having respect for your body to do it when I'm not around, but those underlying issues that we don't, that we weren't addressing. And that's why I say implicit and explicit goals, the things that you haven't dealt with might trigger overeating or it might trigger anorexia or it might trigger binging or it might trigger you taking supplements that you shouldn't because of an undealt with issue. Um, I've even seen um, when I work with inner city children because they've seen so much trauma and haven't processed it. Just imagine being 12 years old that you can't even touch your toes and you're walking like an old man because you have so much trauma built up in your body that you're stiff. That's how life manifests itself in people's body when you're young and you can't even move how you want to move. Mm-hmm. I mean, the symptoms even that we've seen in World War One and Two, where people were shell shocked, their body is frozen in an uncomfortable position because the actual fear and all those feelings have crystallized in their body and movement breaks that up. Wow. wow. Meditation breaks that up affirmation breaks that up. Mm-hmm. So fitness is really a restorative way to bring your body back to homeostasis and bring it back to that natural point of moving freely and 
feeling good, like that's where it comes together because a lot of times unsolved issues will manifest in your body. You're like, how, how do I have arthritis or why is my neck hurting? Or when you're stressed, what starts hurting in your body, your neck, your back, mm. when you're, you know, you know, these things are connected. And I just want people to see that holistically you're meant to function and flow as mind, body, soul. It's never supposed to be a disconnect. You should never have to ignore your gut feeling to do something. Yes, girl. Wow. Preach. And I mean, that, yeah. you know, inner city students. I mean, I worked in our city of Rochester school district for two years before I transitioned to a different district. And just seeing the struggles, the traumas they faced, like yeah. you, there's really no room for them to walk out healthy um, because they don't have that knowledge or even care. Because there's so many other things they have to focus in on, yeah. just survival. Like they're trying to survive yeah. and put food on the table. So if that's, you know, going to gang and do what they got to do in the streets, to bring food home for their parents or their single, mostly single parent household and their siblings, they'd have to do it. And here I am, you know, as their counselor, just trying to help them to see their worth and their yeah. worthiness. And knowing that, yes, you may come from a situation, but don't make that who you are. Yeah. You can be so much more and so much greater. And here's how. Um, that was like my greatest barrier is, you know, helping them to oversee um, or see past just having to survive. But when you talk about health, health is just so, there's so much to health on so many yeah. levels, spiritual, mental, physical, emotional. Yeah. And so when you talked about that aspect of just health, when it comes to fitness and how one sees themselves through their habits and yeah. life, their fitness habits, their eating habits, I thought of my students that I used to have um, and how they just had so much against them. And yeah. so I think it's just so powerful that you had brought that up. Yeah. I, I still currently work with a nonprofit, um, Youth for a Better Future in the inner city of Chicago. And I do once I do every Saturday on Zoom and uh, Instagram Live, Facebook Live, I do fitness classes for the community. Um, and we're even, you know, renting out uh, electronic devices so that these uh, low income families can actually log in and do the exercises and make sure their kids are being tutored during the quarantine season. Wow. Wow. Look so, at <laughs> So we're really trying to uh, enforce the kingdom. But the truth is like this whole thing, like when you are in survival mode and then someone says work out, you're looking at them like you must be crazy. I, I don't have time for that. Mm. Or if I say, hey, you should eat this way, that's too much money. They don't have that at the bodega, blah, blah, blah. Like there's so many obstacles, but when will we break down that wall and say fitness is important? No matter, I don't care what life is, it's important. Same thing with the Christian community. A lot of times it's like, oh, well, I'm spiritually fit. As if that translates to every single other area in your life. I'm, I had to go there. I'm sorry. Go I had there, to go there. Like, like go you would think, <laughs> you would think that the fact that you understand the body and you understand that wherever your spirit is, your body is attached. So, shouldn't it work together? Shouldn't it be? Shouldn't it be in sync? Shouldn't it be synchronized? Your spirit and your body, it all will in one. Salvation is whole. Is holistic. Salvation is. It means whole. Ooh, girl. You just a girl. You just dropped some bombs. It's all. It's all <laughs> but that that's kind of that's the type of fitness I push. So it's a little bit different than what we've seen. But I feel like the culture needs something new. The culture is more hungry. You got people burning sage. You got people saying vibes. Let's tap into the main source of God through fitness, through exercise. I'm like, let's 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 just. That's what they're looking for, but they don't have the language for it because they haven't they haven't Ooh. developed with the Father. So we. So God is going to find his way to reunite all of us back to him. But if you don't know the language, you're almost talking baby talk. Vibe is a baby talk. 
it's baby talk vibes. No, you mean the spirit, the Holy Spirit. That's what you're feeling, the goodness yeah. of the girl, Lord. You co- girl, you covered me. love and grace though y'all like she's trying to really like wake some people up yeah and and people are longing for that they're longing but they don't have the language for it so when you get into a fitness class that's when i can slide in affirmation information encouragement hopefully opening you up to language that you haven't heard and then maybe after class you're like well i like that or i like this and if you're a Christian, you definitely know what I'm talking about if you've been to any of my fitness classes. So I try to bring that motivation factor because we are motivator, motivators and I make every platform of a preaching opportunity that you are going to be healed. Your mind is going to be renewed in this 30 minutes, Okay. in this 45 minutes. Yes. I love that. I love it. But here's yeah. my question. So when you come on to Rochester, New York, and when you go with my trainer, because I need you here now. We need my girl. We need Ray Thomas. I'm currently working on uh, my website now so I'm a full-time student so a lot of my energy um I actually start seminary next semester in the fall so what led you to that what's your vision what's the vision that God placed on your heart if you're open to sharing um, okay. So this is like, this has probably been like two or three years in the making. I was in school. Um, after I got out of the military, I went to school for athletic training, just, you know, just because I like fitness so much. Um, but I just didn't, I wasn't understanding it. It was difficult. I was just not understanding. Like, it just didn't feel like I was in the right spot. So I went before the Lord for a whole summer asking him what he wanted me to do. And he dropped chaplain in my spirit. Mm. And I was like, okay, chaplain, what's that? So I kind of looked it up. And they're just pretty much like religious counselors who are on sports teams, they're in hospitals, they're everywhere, but um, they're also in the military. And that's how I know what a chaplain is. So um, I'm uh, pretty much going back um, to the military as an officer, but chaplain. Girl, you go, Sheree, I get excited. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going back to that that spot that made me feel uncomfortable, and I'm just going to be a light. I'm going to shine, I'm going to minister, I'm going to... Um, I know how it feels to be, like I said, the grunt. So I'm going back for him. I experienced that. I could go back for him, but go back with authority, go back with power, go back with knowledge to share with all of them. Yes. Because, um, just like how, you know, how to feel in that. um, Yes. Those moments of just feeling like your life is no longer your own. Um, Yeah going back with that authority you know and just breathing life into people who are like why am i even here why you'd be regretting your whole life like why <laughs> right so um that's just beautiful that's it's just everything you're doing girl is beautiful i love that you're like yeah i'm going back for them because sometimes i feel like you know we we make it to a certain point in our life um, we progress in a way that um, sometimes either some people either forget where they came from or kind of lose, <laughs> um, mm. you know, just kind of, yeah, you leave behind certain things, but yeah. sometimes, you know, I do believe that it's okay to go, go back. Yeah. And even, I mean, of course I'm still doing the fitness. Um, I have another, what, two years. So I plan on launching 
the brand all the way once I go, uh, once I start seminary in the fall. So my website, all that good stuff, you'll have access to all the information that I know actually online. So that's what I'm in the process of this summer. Since quarantine started, I kind of been writing things down and building up a website, but, um, God led me towards chaplaincy and that's like the ultimate platform to not only, uh, preach, but motivate and instruct. So, I mean, faith and fitness is just like hand in hand. So being a chaplain, um, I found a program that accepted like all my credits and the yeah. military accepts their credits. So everything is kind of like flowing crazy. So I'm just like, this is where I'm going to go. And to be, to be honest, my life is really not my own. And mm. I, I don't, I never want to get to a place where my plans are greater than his plans. And I just know that there's like a lingering satisfaction that I, that I desire. Like there's, and I know that he can only feel it. So I feel like if I take his path, yeah. whether it's more money, less money, whether it's doing something I never imagined I would ever do, I will be so satisfied in him that it won't feel like, you know, it won't even feel like whatever I, I'm planning in my head, like, Oh, you know, I'm going back. I'm, but it's just, it's almost like, even Abraham had to go through Canaan before he came back and it was his promised land. You know, he actually, God actually brought him through it all the way and he went back. He had to cut off some ties. He had to let a lot go and he came back and it turned into a whole beautiful thing. So I just know that the journey is much better with God. So I'm excited for whatever he's going to do. But I mean, loving God and just bringing the Christian community into fitness and even non-believers into another level of um, spiritual awareness. Like, hey, I am in a depraved state, I am missing something like to even, I mean, a lot of people that I work with are very successful and um, wealthy, but spiritually poor. And they don't know it until I start speaking language that hits something in them that they can't explain, you know? So this fitness is very, it's been a platform to help me reach people that I wouldn't usually reach you know, so I would, I never thought about going to church and preaching nothing like that. I'm like, y'all, y'all good. Like, y'all have enough like preachers and people, but I feel like the world, like there's so many other platforms that you can speak your truth and speak the truth of God on the platform. So, um, yeah, fitness is just that platform for me where I can actually help people, um, just get in sync, you know, mind, body, and spirit right there in that moment, get them together. I love that. Um, so good. I do. And I love how just, upfront you are about basically, you know, I think people run into some misconceptions when it comes to health and dieting when they're like, yeah, like, you know, I just, I just want to eat better. just want to be better. Um, but you know how everything is connected. Everything, you know, is just interconnected from your mental health, physical health, emotional health, spiritual health. Um, if you want to do one thing, all has to be kind of aligned to do it exactly and finding out people's why is not as is crazy because when they say why oh well it's because i should and then it's and then i start to find out what their beliefs really are and what they hold valuable which is usually the opinion of people so that we can break down those walls too because it's just like well why do you want to get in shape so i can look good why do you want to look good so that i can get this so you you know what i'm saying like you can trace back what is broken just by finding out why they want to be better besides the calling of God who created us to be well, to be better, like he created us to be. But that's usually not people's first response. I love that. I love it. Um, and so I don't, yeah. don't want to 
you know, we could talk to you, girl, for hours. For hours, wow. girl. You're so good, Sheree. <laughs> so much wisdom. <laughs> I don't want to take too much of your time, but, you know, before we let you go, um, kind of based on where you are now in life, I know you're doing seminary and everything, um, but what final words would you like to share um, to our listeners and how can they find you? Okay. Um, well, something that I always like usually tell all of my students and stuff like that, or even just like my, uh, my friends is just, you can start yeah. at any moment, at any moment, like every breath you take is it's called inspiration. So any moment you take a breath, it's a, it's a start, it's a reset button. Every deep breath you take is a, yeah. is a go. So whenever you decide to change, whenever you decide to redirect yourself, if you decide to end something, start something, every moment given to you is a blessing. It's an opportunity to start. And even if you're in some heavier, you know, life situations, take it by the moment, take it by the breath. If you can get through that deep breath, if you can get past that moment and another moment before you know it, you're through it. So nothing's too hard for God. As long as you're doing your part and you're breathing you can you can do anything and you can change whenever you want to you can grow you can pursue whatever just take advantage of the moments and the gifts that God give you daily and i think that is so paramount that you say that especially us being in a pandemic and what covid has done yes. for so many families yeah. and so it's just real it's real out here there are people who are are dying and so when it comes back to us having grace but also just being grateful for everything allowing us who are still living and breathing and are healthy to have we are so blessed and for those who right now might have lost a loved one um who currently have corona um just you know we we feel for you and this time has really brought to our attention just how much we have to be grateful and like you said taking one day at a time one breath at a time to thank god for Every breath, every step that he allows. I love it. So, whoa, powerful. <laughs> this, this is just so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah, I'm glad. If you guys want to find me, um, like I said, my uh, website will be probably by August. I'll be done with my uh, website. It'll be slaywithshay.com, but slaywithshay is um, is my name. So you can find me on IG if you're ever looking for online coaching. Um, you can always DM me or you can send me an email at info at slaywithshay.com or you can find me on Facebook, slaywithshay. Um, yeah. You can just find me there. I'm super friendly. Um, I'll pray for you in a heartbeat, whatever you need. If you have any um, questions, you can always email me or just find me on Instagram, slay underscore with underscore Shay. Girl, you were a blessing to us, to our listeners, (laughs) all the wisdom, all the transparency and vulnerability. Uh, We just thank you. This is a power-packed episode. And listeners, we just hope you got something from this today. (laughs) We did. (laughs) Yes. Absolutely. We hope that you enjoyed that episode and will continue to make room and space for grace. Make sure to subscribe on all major podcasting platforms. You can connect with us by going to our milkshake account at msha.ke slash space of grace podcast, where you'll find our Instagram, Facebook, website, and ways to listen to space of grace. Don't forget to tune in every Monday. It's going to be dope.